Memphis wrestling continues to be fast-paced, goes by in the blink of an eye, and actually has a real smoothness now. There are some bits that stick out. First of all, the Mawkish music, um, when they're showing what happened last week to Tiger Joe. Pile driven by Derek King. King, King, King Derek. Derek the King, Derek the King, whatever he's called. And we see Life Tech taken to the hospital. That's a little bit. And I'm sure they're going to bring back that to a certain extent later on, but um, and in another programme. But it's a bit weird to see. First of all, we get B.B. Uh, Ryan, who's making a debut, versus Rebel Kel, who I really like. There's a nice Rebel Kel backbreaker. She's, um, uh, Ryan backbreaker, should I say. Uh, and she's doing well. She's actually taking it to Rebel Kel. But there is no way that, um, that Ryan's going to... Oh, she's won. Now, there's some concern about whether it was a three count. Dustin and Maria say that's a three. I don't know. Is it a three? I don't. I'm not sure it was supposed to happen. And to do them justice, because everything goes through the desk, Rebel Cal is interviewed as she comes back from the ring, looking a bit surprised. She bigs up the women's division, rightly so. They're really making it something big and attractive. And she said, as she left, I wasn't paying attention. That's really. That really is quite disarming. And I quite like, oh, Pro Shingle, tell them Dave and Dustin sent you. Yeah, don't don't, don't lock the door. Dave and Dustin, no, we're a, we're a professional roofing company. No, d- don't bother about Dave and Dustin there. No, just let us do the work. Okay, Jimmy Blaylock is now out with the horror show. Otis has got a really nice leather apron out there. That's really good. And Blaylock apologises to Simon of the Posse. Um... After what happened last week, you know, with little Chris um, being put in the sack and all that. He said he wasn't there last week. So there's an idea that he can't control the Hollywood Horror Show. It's an interesting idea, but you kind of throw Jimmy Blaylock to the wolves if you do that by making it look like he's ineffective. And a manager should always control their stable. like to see where this goes, but oh, Marco stunts out. We've got some guests. He only lives 10 minutes away. It's a really nice wrinkle, this, when he says, Walker Hayes, what's happened to you, man? We went to high school together. Gene Blaylock says, this this guy never read the short, never rode the short bus. He never went to high school. That's quite nice. Of course, he gets attacked. Gets attacked, put in a sack. They attack, he's put in a sack. Maria asks Dustin to do something. Dustin resolutely stays there. Don't ask him to do that, Maria. I know he's your hobby and everything, but it's not in the script. And it does make him look a bit foolish when he doesn't go out and doesn't and do anything. So they take him away. They they kidnap him, really. And at the end, Jackson, who's got a little tumbler of something, is falling all over the place. It's a really nice... I really like the Hollywood Horror Show without Blaylock and without Walker Hayes. So really, it's just the Crowley twins then. I really like them, particularly Jackson. Okay. Derek King's interviewed about the... Or King Derek. Or or Derek. Derek. Anyway, he's interviewed about the footage that we have now seen three times. So we we don't need to see it again, to be honest. He's he's holding a crown, which has got little velvet bits on it. But the bits around that with the jewels in, they look a bit plasticky to me. Don't put it near the camera. We can't see it if you... Okay, just hide it a bit. Now, the pile driver's being banned. I like this 1980s shtick. You know when the heart punch was banned in so many territories and all of that? 
Over the top rope was banned, which led to a lot of dusty finishes. Pile driver being banned is something that's been done before in the 80s. I like this idea because I am old and I can remember when it was done last. Bring me a cup of cocoa, honey. All of that, you know. Anyway, now we've got Jason Smooth and Precious, who wants to be called Martin, because Crossman's got in his head there's some kind of amnesia thing going on when he was when he was attacked by Lance Archer. Lance Archer, the Murderhawk monster, Lance. He suffered amnesia apparently. So Crossman's got in his head, and now he's Martin. And he is wrestling differently. They're fighting the young goats, but you know what? He doesn't half come out with a nice clothesline. Really strong. Right to the back of uh, Washington's head with a good snap. It's quite nice that uh, this match actually is quite open. Oh, pro shingle. And thrifty man from Covington Pike. That's a one-two punch of delightful adverts. You get a lovely young goats um, move back at the match here where... Uh, Roberts holds Washington holds um, holds the opponent up while Washington kicks him. That's beautiful, really nice. He gave a nice kick to Smooth. That was lovely. Uh, but of course, the young goats are going to win. This is not title, but they're going to win with a power bomb and a lovely 450 for the win. Now, Tyler Knight is making his debut. Yes, he is, and. Um, he doesn't really get the best match for all of that, to be honest. He's fighting Justin Cole, Big Swole, who... Well, he's not got the biggest selection of moods. Although there is a very heavy clothesline from Cole for a long two, which I haven't seen done before, so that's good. Of course he hits the Swole slam, it's bloody poor actually, for the pin, and Knight almost got nothing. Not a good introduction, that one. You really, I think, need to look at that, Dostin. Have a look at that and see if we can get more in the future, because I don't even know who he is. He didn't really introduce him much, and he looked like a bit of a jobber. Now we're introduced to two other blokes in their car, nodding and winking at each other. Are these the Nod and Wink twins, the new tag team? There's Nod, there's Wink. Do I recognise them? I don't. Should I? Maybe I should. Anyway, we'll see what happens next week, I presume. And now we've got Van Vicious by the um, merch table. And he's bought something. I can't see what he's bought, but he's paying real money for it. That surely will come later in the programme. I'll tell you now, it's a spoiler. We don't see anything more in the programme about that. Okay, here's another woman's match. And it's Amber Rodriguez, who I like her attitude and I like her wrestling too, versus Smoking Hot. She tells us she's Smoking Hot, so she must be champion Nikki Lane. Skylar comes out. Diana Taylor comes out. Uh, dangerous Diana Taylor. DDT. Ha <laughs> to, ha um, To neutralise that threat. Skylar's a lurker. Likes to lurk about. Who is she? She's called Skylar. Do we know anything else about her? We don't. She's mysterious. And suddenly, the match doesn't go long because you suddenly get um, a roll-up after a few arm ringers earlier on, and that's it. Amber Rodriguez is not very happy about it, and neither am I. Because actually, I think these two could have had a good match. What I am interested in is Austin Lane, best of the best, from bell to bell and rope to rope, ring rope. Anyway, he's the best... There ever was, there ever... No, that's somebody else, isn't it? Anyway, it's Austin Lane, best of the best. 
Although I have seen him get beaten. Surely I have. Isn't that right, Austin? Anyway, he's not afraid of K. Tuma. And K. Tuma and he have a pull apart. And it looks good, actually. It looks like they really dislike each other. They've they've really gone... They've, they've, they've put it all in. And it's a nice little segment. Here's Eugene. This won't be a nice little segment. I'm not keen on the character of Eugene. Never was, because... I don't quite know what you're playing with this. Um, here, though, he's all right. Nick Dinsmore does all right. He's going to be a general manager. The shtick's all right with that. He's got a suit and a tie on. He's the interim manager. Um, Alan Steele comes out. Alan sucks stuff. All of that, he's their main heel at the moment, isn't he? He does it very, very well, actually. He doesn't, he doesn't push it too much. It's just developed, and that's nicely done by him and by Dostin and the other higher-ups in Memphis wrestling. And, of course, he's going to attack Eugene. Um, then Mike Anthony comes out because he's in a one contender for the Heritage title. This is actually a really good spot. Mike Anthony calls himself the genetic nightmare, which sounds like the kind of thing you talk about when you've got a birth defect. So I'm not quite sure if that's really a good nickname. Anyway, I like his shtick in general. Then Brett Michaels goes, every rose has a... He comes out and goes straight to the ring, pushing the issue that there should be a match. And Eugene gives us a match, which will be Mike Anthony and Brett Every rose has a... Along with uh, Steele and Dodson. Dodson's already out in his wrestling gear, so you kind of knew this was going to happen. But I like it. I like this on the hoof stuff. Because you never know what's going to happen with Memphis wrestling, and that's good. I like that. Plenty to go on. So they're now going to have... Oh, Pro Shingle! The speedy service is what I need. Okay, Steele in the match. Steele doesn't want Michaels. But Dodson takes it to him and gets some success. That's nice to see. Because I think that Michaels is a, a bit limited, to be honest. I've always said it. And um, I think that if people can take the fight to him, it adds a little bit of depth to him, really. He does. Um, Steele then gives a rather lovely um, Alabama slam on, uh, on Anthony after the ref has allowed Steele to come in, even though there's no tag. Turns his back. Sees another man in the ring, thinks, oh, I'll just allow it. <laughs> yeah, then Dodson's in without tagging either. They mentioned it on commentary, but nothing happens. There's a big, big Michael's backdrop on steel. He gets a lot of height. He might have grazed the ceiling on that. Then he hits the spine buster, goes for the pin. Dodson breaks it up, but you get a lariat with a bit of a discus turn. Bit of Kerry Von Eric in there. And actually... If you want to know about Kerry Von Eric, do read my Sports Obsessive piece on Super Clash 3. Just put Sports Obsessive into your browser. Listen, if they can do suits you and 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 bust Dave and Busters and, and, and Pro Shingle, then I can do an advert as well. So he wins with the Lariat. It looks good, actually, with the spin. The spin for the pin. And Mike Anthony, who's the number one contender, is kind of forgotten. Because he jumped to the outside. Yeah. Now, Anthony and Mike, every rose, has a, have a, a stare down, a thorny stare down. 
But we're not going to get a triple threat now, are we? Anthony won fair and square by beating um, Cole last week. And Michaels is always being allowed to do this. To insert himself into the picture. I don't want that. I want Mike Anthony to beat Alan Steele fair and square. But we'll see what happens. This is an exciting hour, isn't it? They know what they're doing. Loads of stuff are happening. It's happening. Loads of things are happening. Loads of stuff is happening. That's the grammar that you need, Steve. They are the correct words. Thank you. No problem any time. And you get the old favourites coming on, but doing different things and stuff happens and the Eugene thing worked as well. And the Marco stunt. Really nicely done. It had a real flow this week. This could be the best episode I have yet seen for Memphis Wrestling. And I'm looking forward to seeing next week. This is rapidly becoming must-see wrestling. Ta-ta! Ta-ta!